Live from the new and improved Stimulus Studios, it is Stay Busy with the boy, Armand Sadler. gentlemen welcome to another edition of stay busy with armand sadler i am your host armand sadler head honcho uh three mile monday poppy vegan chorizo poppy uh party mobile poppy stimulus poppy my my pockets are fat i am rich life is beautiful i i encourage you all to work harder get your finances right but i'm i am not here alone yo what's good y'all how you feeling my name is nick early I'm super excited to be here today. We are hanging out with an amazing, amazing guest. Oh, it's for y'all to have for our first time listeners, I'm the executive producer. I am co-hosting this amazing podcast. But we have an amazing guest today. We are so excited to have Marie driven on the pod, y'all. What's up, Marie? How you feeling? Yeah. Hey, what's up? What's up? I'm glad to be here, guys. This is gonna be fun. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. We're having a good chat before. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yes, thank you for joining us. Um, we'll give you guys a little quick intro into Marie, and then we're going to get into her a little more later. Um, she is the co-founder and managing partner of Playbook Media Group. She is a Haitian-American. Shout out to my Haitian-Americans. We out here, baby. Yes, sir. Griot, Cremas, we out here. Naming the food? You know the vibes, baby. Come on. You got to know the vibes. See, see, she's a celebrity publicist, publicist that got her start in New York City. That's it. We're going to give you a little taste. You got to stick around for the rest of the episode to learn more about her. But Marie, we're so happy to have you here with us. And um, we're going to we're going to have some fun today. I want to give a big shout out to anyone who's tuning in. First time listeners, returning listeners, whether you get your alcohol delivered or you're still making walks to the liquor store, whether you have already spent all of your stimulus check or put it into your savings, uh, whether you started your Friday with Division's new album or the baby's new album. Um, and whether you prefer to do your li- your homework uh, in your living room, uh, homework, your work from home in, in the living room <laughs> or in your bedroom. Um, want to give a big shout out to all, our landlords as well for providing <laughs> us our living rooms and or bedrooms and allowing us to pay rent to them so we can record in these spaces. And of course, huge shout out to Anchor, our distribution platform. If you do not know, Anchor will distribute your podcast for free to all of the streaming platforms you would like to use. And you can get some sponsored ads regardless of your listenership. So sign up, get your potting in. There's no time to waste. All right. So we're going to jump into the chat. Um, It was a very, very busy weekend music release wise. Um, Just some quick hits. West Side Gun dropped Pray for Paris. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Dream dropped Sex Tape 4. Two of the albums that we do want to discuss are DaBaby and Division's new albums. Uh, Division dropped their third studio album, Amuse in Her Feelings. A 16-track album. The features included Summer Walker, Party Next Door, Ty Dolla Sign, Bujubantan, Popcon, uh, <laughs> Jesse Reyes, Chantel May. So a lot, a lot of talent there. Um, notably, it was their first album that included features. Um, I, I, I walked away very, very happy with it. Well, what were you guys' feelings on it, Marie? What did you think? I, I don't know if you had a chance to listen to the entirety of the album. What do you think? I'll let you go first because I have a lot of thoughts. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, tell you the truth, I just did a glimpse. I didn't even listen. I did a glimpse on on um everybody that's been covering it on media, like Billboard and 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 so um so on. And mm. it's looking like the album might be a great album. I mean, I, I, I don't like to lie, so I personally didn't listen to it, but uh-huh. being that okay. I just looked at the reviews, it looked like that's what I'm about to do today. Listen, <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, that is exactly what you need to be doing today. When you hang up with mm. us, you need to put on that album. It's Wow, I, I'm a huge fan of Division. Uh, yeah. I really love their sound and everything that they're doing. It, and you can see the progression from, you know, from the be- from September fifth to morning after to to now, 
Mm-hmm. And I think this album was really cool because it, I love people the way they uh, change it, how they deliver albums. So like this whole yeah. album is delivered in chapters, as you said. So it all the songs are segmented because it almost sounds like several different projects, but there is a cohesiveness so far as like between the different chunks of songs. So I like that about it. Um, yeah, yeah. And the features were the features were really dope, but the production it. It maintained a certain level of energy. The energy was mm-hmm. up the entire time for me, at least, you know. And even yeah. the song, some of the songs, like "For You," I think is probably my favorite uh, one mm. uh, from the project. It, it still feels really big, and it's toward the end of the project. But yeah. I love the way that they, uh, the production on it is just fantastic. So shout out nineteen eighty five production. Shout out Daniel Day for singing, singing his head off. So yeah, y'all, I love this Division album. Yeah, I, I, I completely. I, I completely agree. Um, I was very, very happy with it. Um, I, I'll admit, through the first half, it's, it started it started a little slow. I, I don't know if it was my expectations or or something, but I, I was I was listening. I was like, huh, okay, this is this sounds cool, but I'm not like I'm not hooked yet. Well, but once it got to that second half, where you know you got into uh, you went from Dangerous City to So What right. to Outlandish. To, to keep it going. Keep it going had like a Jersey club feel to it. Like, yes, like, I, it did. Yo. Exactly. Exactly. Yes, it did. It up, did. I ended up standing up in my room. <laughs> there, there, there was this old Jersey club music dance from like 2008, maybe called the patty cake. And I kid you not, I was in my room doing the patty cake. Oh it, my it, gosh. It felt so appropriate. So like seeing that, seeing the, the uh, new Orleans bounce come out on a uh, flawless, do it well with summer uh-huh. Walker. And then um, the song with uh, Popcon, I, I believe that they, they brought it out again. Like, it's just a lot of different vibes. And mm-hmm. it, uh, Daniel and 1985 are two black Jamaican men. So this isn't even them, like, just taking for, 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 from a culture just to make right. a certain music. Like, this right. is within them. Okay, so, I like that. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it, it felt it felt very, very natural. And, it's honest. Yeah. I was very pleased with it. You know, th- this is... The, the, this is R&B to, to its fullest, I believe. You know, we, we, we have these conversations a lot about R&B changing. And, and of course, it, it's not something that, the, the, that I'm going to fully argue, although I do think that the that solid R&B still exists. But, but, but Division is, is one of those, those, these newer acts who is capturing and restoring that feeling that I think people have been looking for in R&B with these with these yearning vocals with with strong vocals in mm-hmm. general like like yeah. the vocals are always right 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 the, the forefront of the records and 1985 has very modern day production he he very much so combines like older sounds with newer sounds but but with Daly's vocals always being the focal point you know it's it's like you can't ever really debate what kind of music this is this is R&B and this is soul so I was very very happy with the album I'm I'm not going to rank it um among their discography yet but yeah. I will say this is my favorite R&B project to come out this year. So Yeah, no, I'm really enjoying it. I, I just want to add a quick note. Well, something I was listening to when it comes to the production is that it was just a very musical project. Like Yes. This project had a lot of elements that were like, dang, I'm listening. I'm like, dang, that's a live guitar. That's live piano. That's this. I'm mm-hmm. like, there's a lot of, it's very musical, a lot of instrumentation. So the musicality is just r- raising the bar for R&B. And I'm seeing that. I was sitting there in my room like, dang, like this, they are leveling up the standard mm-hmm. for R&B now. And I've, I've seen that kind of as a whole, more mainstream R&B is utilizing more instrumentation. So this yeah. is this is kind of that signal to everyone in the R&B lane. It's time to level up, baby. So, <laughs> it's time to level up. Okay. Yeah, so it is. Good to level up. Yeah, it's it's important. So yeah, shout out to to Division, a very very strong project. I'm looking forward to seeing what the first week numbers are. I mean, again, I'm I'm not a big numbers guy, but with all all of these these notable features, um, people who are popular more commercially, you know, it'll be interesting to see what effect they have um, on on the sales. We we might as well stick with with the albums uh, here. Um, uh, another drop this past weekend was the baby. He dropped his third studio album i, I believe it is mm-hmm. uh blame it on baby now this is his third release in a bit a little over a year uh, you know he started with with his his debut uh, baby on baby then he dropped kirk uh back in the fall and now he dropped blame it on baby and he's been an, an act who's maintained a very strong presence um really since debuting which 
is for better or for worse. You know, this is that's kind of how music operates these days. You kind of have to maintain a certain level of presence, but at the same time, it's very easy for people to get tired of you. And with that, getting tired of your music. So the reviews of this album were, were very interesting for me to see. So I, I want to hear you guys' thoughts on uh, on uh, Blame It On Baby. Maria, I'll defer to you. Well, well, you know what? With the baby, I'm not even talking about the album as a general, as a person. He's entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, he's one of those artists that wants you to see him. Yes. And mm-hmm. even like when I see clips of, you know, some of the projects of his album, you know, had the Corona drink and it's kind of like he's, he's gonna, he's here to stay to me. You know, he's, mm-hmm. he, he's, he's a vibe. To me, baby is the vibe. Like he's mm-hmm. a whole vibe and he's going to entertain and he's going to bend when he needs to bend because he doesn't want to lose the momentum that he's having. And right. he's always on it. Um, even if you have to collaborate with certain artists, the baby is always on it with, when it comes to music. So, I feel like, you know, I didn't read the reviews. So I can't tell you I did because I didn't like to honestly tell you some music came out. And I and I'm mostly I, I love these artists that's out here, but they already made it to me. And my right. focus is to focus on people that's trying to make it. So gotcha. so so that's like my main thing. But I look at every artist and the baby is he he's he's entertaining. So I know the project is amazing because I've seen the clips on Instagram. I see the stuff that goes on Shade Room. So I already mm. know that he knows what he's doing on a team that he has behind him is a good team. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, his team is is undeniable. Uh, Definitely. His, his, yeah, his team is completely undeniable so far as the work that they've put in to make him the the guy, the guy the star that he is. And I mean, obviously, he, he has merit to him. Like, he carries it. He is the face. He's the character, like you said, Marie. Like, he wants to be seen, and I think he does a good job of staying seen. I think mm-hmm. musically, mm-hmm. I think now the conversation is, can he showcase that it wasn't fluke, that it wasn't just, you know, anyone can catch a hot track, anyone can catch a, you know, a hot beat, whatever, uh, and own mm-hmm. a summer. Anyone can own a summer, you know what I'm saying? Uh, it's just mm-hmm. like, can you, do you have the skill set to be able to do that? I mean, he raps, There's that's like, mm-hmm. that's not even a, a discussion really, but I feel like for me, it's going to be the holistic package of, are you going to rap to the same type of beats? Are you going to have the same flow that, you know, you've had and people have already started to critique you for us having the same flow on every song. And I mean, we kind of expect but, that from him. Yeah, go ahead. What'd you say? But I don't, I don't even want to be rude to this. That is called consistency. And that's what makes you win. Look mm. at pop smoke. If you listen to pop smoke, his rhythm is the same for every freaking record dog. Like it did not move. It did not shift. And everybody, regardless that God rest his soul right now, but when he was alive, it was just like everybody was still bopping to Pop Smoke. It was just consistent. And I think that a lot of artists don't understand that consistent is key. So even if the artist is annoying, you're listening to the artist, right? So obviously, you know, people shift during times. But if you are producing a project right now, you don't want to be all over the place. Then then people are going to say you're confused. Well, what I'll then so I'll pitch it back to you then. Now, what I'll say is like there was a difference. What I feel that I get your your pop smoke point, excellent point. I will say though that pop smoke, although he was a popping star and he was he was still budding. He would had he didn't have he had you know welcome to the party and that was a huge record. But I think he was still establishing his sound to a bigger majority of people. Whereas I felt like Baby is what th- he was three he's three projects in, and yeah. I feel like it's kind of like that consistency now is like it's becoming, like you said, a little bit like, okay, so what else do you have? So that's my that's my re- uh, retort to you. What would you say to that? I think that as he, all right, as the reviews come in and people are saying those things, I think that he would shift it a little bit in the future, but sometimes people don't want to go away from their sound too much because I listen to artists and sometimes I'm kind of confused. Like, where are you going with it? Right, Left, you're doing right, too much. side to side, you're messy. Yeah. So even like, and, 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 and I listen to a lot of melodies and I listen to people's vocals, like even Cranium, the reggae artist. If right. you listen to all Cranium's records, it's consistent. No, you're no, like, no, no, what no, the no. fuck? Like, they know. yeah. And then you <laughs> listen to all the other stuff in charge and everything he has. And then you'd be like, hold up, wait, is he saying the same thing? And he's not. It's just that the flowetry is the same flowetry and he's staying consistent to his sound. So, 
I don't want people to get it mixed up. Yeah, you're supposed to switch up your sound. Don't get it twisted. Because as you get, as you grow in this industry and people are looking at you and you and you having big features and all this stuff, you're supposed to switch up your sound. But right now, yeah. I think Lil Baby is, is keeping it safe. Yeah, the baby, yeah. He's he's he gotta gotta keep it. Uh, I, I see your point. I see your point. I just I don't know. I feel like I had not listen to all of the album. I listened to about I would say like the first four songs. Um and then I had to go on and do what I was doing, but um, yeah, no. I, y'all I, giving me homework now. Now y'all giving me homework. <laughs> 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 right, right. I mean, give you homework, but, uh, but yeah. Um. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, we all didn't really get to get through the baby's album fully. Um, so I'm not gonna rip it apart. Um, I, I heard the intro. The production <laughs> production sounded good on the intro. Yeah. Uh, again, I really can't say all that much. Um, but this is something that I I feared. Um, after his last project, I feared people would get tired of of him. So it, it'll be interesting to see how this one goes. It's projected to sell 130k to 150k already, which is which which would lead him to another number one. Which you know n- numbers and narratives never line up. Which is always the number one thing I tell people is don't don't let Twitter narratives make you think someone is 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 being buried as a star. Um, but let's jump into Kaylani, our baby. She dropped yet another one. Uh, everybody business, a single and another original original video recorded at her home in her backyard. Um, really loving her energy. She stopped by the Joe Budden podcast. Well, she didn't stop by. She called into the Joe Budden right. podcast a couple weeks ago. And um, she was just talking about her plan for music and, you know, how she continue, she plans to de- continue delivering these original visuals. And she is working towards an album. And, um, you know, she's excited. And she really loves where she's at musically. And what's funny, she confirmed a, a theory you had a while, Nick, talking about motherhood and how it kind of just changed, you know, her, her approach to the music. Right. Um, so it was it was interesting to hear, you know, her finally come out and say, like, you know, where her new energy was coming from, because that's something we'd always been curious about. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed the record. I enjoyed the video. And I'm 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 ready for the album at this point. Like, yeah, I'm, no, I'm <laughs> very excited for album. Was this like the sixth single or something like that around yeah, that around that it's, area? It's, it's been a lot. Fifth or sixth around that time. But yeah, no, I know this next project that she's gonna deliver is gonna be off the charts. Um, I'm really excited. Yeah, for her. I love Kalani. Yeah, Kalani is. She's I love her. She's really creative. Good. She's very yeah. yes, she is, and I think she's uh, she's normal enough to be relatable. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I think a lot of people fi- are very relate, like find her lyrics very relatable, and her whole message mm-hmm. and her story, especially her becoming, you know, she's a young mother now, so it's like, she's her story is very relatable, and I think she's very honest, and I mean, you know, she's had some press about things happening in the media, and whatnot. So I think pe- we, I feel like we, she's one of the artists, she's one of our artists. You know what I'm saying? Like, we feel like we know her. She's not, she's familiar, and so it's good to see her leveling up of course her her production her music but also like her storytelling and her honesty yeah so dope Kehlani yeah. we excited for you baby yeah agreed um we got another new single this past week from someone who's been pretty elusive uh Playboy Cardi dropped a single and video for At Me um I'm not sure if you guys got to hear it um I no, heard I it listen. I okay okay cool this, this will be really short and sweet <laughs> Yeah, he's a uh, pop, he's a pop up shot. Yeah. Oh, not a yeah, pop up wow. shot. <laughs> Woo. Wow. Sound like Marie got some thoughts on that. Go yeah. into that. <laughs> I mean, wow. you know, it, you know what you know what's so crazy about artists, and this is what I share, is that there is there's a skill. This is a skill. To be an artist is a skill. Mm. And I feel like a lot of artists that just that just comes into the game because you know they had an exit in, um, they take advantage. And they don't understand that this is a skill. In order for you to stay hot, in order for you to stay number one, you have to understand what you're coming against. Every day is a new artist. Any day you can get switched out like underwears. So it's kind of like you have to understand the skill set. You know? Like, you got, like Drake understands the skill. You get what I'm saying? Like, okay, you know Drake. The Tootsie, come on, the Tootsie song he got right now for Electric Slide. Like, let's be serious. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> it's the upgrade. So, All it's right. like, you have to understand where you're coming from with the music and how you're going to win. You got to be open-minded. Playboy Cardi, I have not heard a record that was, like, on the radio like that or people talking about in a minute. But the thing is, he got some crazy features for this joint. That's good. Right. I'm happy. Congratulations. <laughs> but after that features, what's going to happen next? What's next? <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, I don't really Listen. know much about Playboy. I can't really speak towards him. Uh, but no, I, I like the kid. Don't get it twisted. It's not even about that. It's about do you have the skill set to survive? Mm-hmm. Because regardless of what's going on, yes, you dropped the project. Yes, you have the crazy speeches that you probably paid mad bread for. But Ooh. all right, after this feature, what's next? Is it going to be a Playboy Cardi project, or we just threw out this because of the coronavirus and everybody home listening to music and watching TV right now, whatever is going on? So are you saying that, so you're saying that from a publicist perspective of like, do you feel like exactly. the branding is the, the play? Yeah. Okay. So you feel like exactly. you the play is not clear. What's the playbook, honey? What's uh, the playbook? Uh, okay. Yeah. I t- yeah, see yeah. the slight branding. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Listen, season, she do this. Marie does yeah. this. Okay. And I mean, <laughs> I hey, figure like, it out. that's, that's something that I've always wondered about Playboy Cardi too. I mean, you, you look at his career. He came in 2017 with his debut album project. It did very well. He was very popular. He he continued on with some features for ASAP Rocky. He did features on the NAV project. He was doing features for Lana Del Rey. Like he was he was positioning himself very very well. And then and then he dropped his second project. Uh, what was it? The Die Lit. Die Lit. I didn't really like, but you saw the progression there. Bryson Tiller feature. Nicki Minaj feature. Um, another little Uzi feature. Someone else who I can't think of right now. And then. From there, he kind of just like disappeared, and there's been this talk of his next project, whole lot of red. It's been it's been rumored for like years, and it hasn't come consistently, and it's just been leaks after leaks after leaks, and it's like you know, you know, like, and we kind of talked about this um, when we talked about Party Next Door and Frank Ocean like several weeks ago. But some artists have that luxury where they can give you fake dates, and like you know, people are just whatever they'll stick around. Playboy Cardi, I feel like he hasn't proven himself enough to where he can pop in, give people a, a one minute song of mumbles and 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 they'd be happy and then they'll still be waiting for the album like that like it's it, it, like the, the the beat for the new song sounded great that's all the love i have to give like wow i, I couldn't make out a single word he was saying and like you know it, it sucks i think a couple years ago the whole the whole mumble rap thing people were using it very uh irresponsibly and calling mm-hmm. people who clearly were were enunciating and rapping mumble rappers but playboy cardi is he is the leader of like he's actually mumbling like i can't make out anything he's saying and maybe maybe i'm old maybe i like maybe i'm bitter i don't i'm not bitter i have nothing to be bitter about i just i I really just i personally don't understand the appeal to playboy cardi so uh it'll be very interesting to see apparently he's dropping something monday him and lil uzi have this weird beef dynamic going so we'll see what comes from that but yeah I, i didn't get anything from that so Let's transition. Uh, John Legend dropped a new single. Now, I, I didn't get to hear it, but I know you had some thoughts on that, Nick. So, um... Yeah, you know, so for Marie, Marie probably doesn't know this, but John Legend is is one of my heroes by far. Um, he's, he, he, I kind of framed my whole sound and everything off of him. So uh, it just, you know, to the point of that, you're, you know, people, artists, taking risk or artists having to be adaptable i mean he's become he crossed over from you know r&b soul pop i mean r&b and soul to that pop lane to you know being sort of an a-list figure a household name at this point uh you know his 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 whole brand is extended past his music and so now when i hear his music uh i didn't really like the darkness and light album um and he released a single this year, what was it? Uh, Actions it was it came out a little earlier, which is like older, reminiscent of John Legend of like Save Room, uh, Get Lifted, John Legend. And it just it just was so amazing, and he's been really missing to me as a huge stand of John Legend. He's been missing with this new stuff. So this this new single uh, that he put out, I don't even remember what it's called. Um, <laughs> it just it's just one of those things where you sit and you just watch your heroes. You're just like. It's nah, called Confused. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. It's called Confused. It's just one of those situations where it's just really hard for me to like, I got to accept certain things like either the label was pressing him for this or like, I don't know, maybe does he like this song? I don't know. Something is off to me because it's just like, man, like I just want the, not the it's not even the old John Legends because with his album Love in the Future, you heard... He had ballads on there that played to like a larger audience that were like R and B but pop R and B ballads like um, uh, "Out of All of the Girls You're My One" that mm-hmm. song. 
yeah. all types of songs. All of me was like a pop that shut down the whole, you know, the music industry for that year. Like that was the song. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like, John, you can do both, man. You can play to both lanes, but I don't know. It's just this is me as a frustrated stan of John, like just <laughs> wanting him to just give us the music that we've always wanted, man. But alas, I love you, John. Do what you do, brother. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. All right. Well, that's all for the chat. Um, I'm sure all that talking like me last week has got you parched, brother. So what you uh, sipping on this week? You know, I'm sipping on a little bit of English breakfast blend. Y'all got to get hip to that. I don't know if you, Maria, I don't know if you're a tea person, but I'm a huge tea person. So um, I'd be drinking different teas and stuff like that. Uh, I love tea, but I'm a coffee person. I okay. like espressos. Got you. you know, All right. When I was 18, I was, uh, you know, I was a shift supervisor at Starbucks. So, oh, say that. You know, Supervise. I'm, already, uh, grind, I'm grounded to uh, coffee. Okay. Got you. Got you. Well, tea is my thing. Um, I'm drinking some English breakfast blend. Like I said, and it's a blended tea. So it has teas from three regions, from the Assam region in India, Ceylon region in Sri Lanka, and the Kenyan tea blend as well. It's good for strengthening immunity. Uh, it actually reduces scarring. So like, uh, I think it has some collagen in it. So it reduces scarring for your skin as well as it can be proven to be antiviral. So this is your favorite Corona tea. Y'all go and get you some English breakfast. Have it actually don't go get it. Have Amazon send it to you because social distance. But anyways, our <laughs> half and half is coming out of the Rolling Stone. Uh, this is by Ethan Millman. This article is meet the startup that wants to turn music videos into shopping malls. So this was the, the second I read that headline, I had to click it. Very fascinated by this. So there's this company, this music tech company called Drop TV. So Drop TV is essentially what they're trying to do is bring interactive videos to viewers so that viewers can buy merchandise right away. Their beta is actually launching this month, April 26th of 2020. And so this concept of shoppable videos, so people who don't understand. So basically the idea is that you watch a music video you see an artist wearing some dope shoes, jacket, shirt, whatever it is, you can pause video, hover over the shirt or jacket or whatever, and basically uh, be shot a link to go be able to purchase that said piece of merchandise, which is a really, really cool thing. It's interactive. It's uh, I like interactive video. Um, however, it's one of those situations where is this feasible? Will this happen long term. So uh, he already has some support from this. Uh, ASAP Ty, uh, Iman Shumpert, Ashanti are some of the names that are ready and set to go to be partners for this uh, Drop TV. Um, so they're looking to, of course, move the merchandise through the videos. Um, the artists, the way it works is that the artists wear whatever merchandise looking to sell in the video and then viewers can click on it and buy, obviously, while simultaneously viewing the content and never having to leave the video, which is kind of cool, too. So I guess it creates like a pop up window. I don't know. We'll, we'll see on uh, April 26th. Um, the artists get 100 percent of the sale, which is cool. It's for the artists. Um, Drop TV just takes an 8 percent fee for their own profits. So whatever I'm sure to just run on there, they get 8 percent. I don't understand how artists get 100 percent, but they get 8 percent. I don't get that. Maybe it's yeah. a all in cost. I'm just telling you what the article said. Um, so maybe it's some other sort of fee that has nothing to do with the sale of the maybe it's a servicing fee. And so, yeah, so the benefits for artists, of course, you have to look at this. This is a chance. You know, videos are used for exposure. And I love your comment after this, uh, Marie. You can speak on this. But you know, videos are used for exposure. But this uh, allows for uh, artists to possibly make money, direct uh, money is a direct stream of income revenue stream right off of the videos with people buying merchandise uh, it was really interesting how they went in to talk about like a hotline bling video for drake and how that montclair jacket that he wore like it generated like all types of sales i think it was like a hundred thousand sales in 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 two weeks or something like that so this is really cool of course they also have some partnerships with boutique resellers so Artists that, of course, don't have the bread to go buy a Montclair jacket or whatever can wear clothes uh, with partnerships from these boutiques and resellers so that they can help, of course, expose the product, but also get the artist some exposure because they get wearing all the hottest clothes. And then so like the potential issues for this is actually kind of alarming when I was reading the article that YouTube is obviously the main f conduit for people to put out their video content. YouTube is not on board with any of this because they don't really support interactive video. I'm sure it has to do something with not being able to receive a cut of the revenue for interactive videos. Um, but also interactive videos, music videos as a whole are expensive. 
And so this is really interesting that it's going to have to already add more work to the videos because now you have to think about shot angles, you know, uh, the angles of how we're going to, it becomes basically a commercial instead of a video. It's kind of simultaneous. So it adds more creative input and it's got to be very cohesive from a produ- from a production standpoint. So it's it, there's a really interesting quote. They say interactivity is as creatively versatile as making the video in the first place. So that's one of those things that's really interesting. Also, there's this worry about it's a novel idea. And it's like what is really holding the viewers on the drop TV platform is because right. people are just going to get the merch people are just going to see the you know the video what is holding them to that content so as every other platform in this kind of world they're probably gonna have to start creating original content and exclusive releases so that's Mm. my half and half that's really interesting marie what do you think about something like this do you think this has a play for like even upcoming artists being able to play their music you know know, create drop their videos on drop tv and then sell merch directly do you see this as viable at all i love it i think it's a genius idea I think um, right now we need content. And let's face it, sometimes you see a look on a celebrity and you want it, you yes. know, and this creates a platform to actually get it. And I love the reseller's idea because not everybody can afford a Montclair jacket. Right. Not everybody could afford a Louis Vuitton red bottoms. Like, you know, so to even get it to a standpoint where you're paying half or less to what you normally pay is a genius idea. Obviously, yes, I think YouTube did not want to take it on because I feel like they weren't getting a cut. And as artists coming and you get 100%, you know there's other things behind that. But it is a new app. You, they have to try things. You, in order for you to win, you have to try. Right, so, I agree. So I think that there, you know, there's something here. And there's something for every everyone to win. If you are an influencer and you have a lot of followings and they love your style, this would be good for fashion influencers, beauty influencers. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So this is an app that's going to, you know, help, you know. And then, you know, adding the content with the music behind it, it's it's a triple whammy because you got streaming money. You have money from, from the sales of the clothing. It, it's going to work. It's going to work. Dope, dope. You heard cool. it first here, folks, from Marie. Marie, shoot, they need to hire you as a spokesperson. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. No Dope. Right. Like <laughs> all right. All, all right. right. Let's jump into this employee of the, the month. We are switching it to employee of the month um, structure. So I want to give a big shout out to our guy, Chris Omar. Yeah. yeah Chris, Woo! Chris. Chris Omar, man, that's 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 my brother. Truly, I actually met him back in the summer of 2018. Uh, he was doing uh, videography for our boy Jacques Lane. Shout out to Jacques Lane, one of his shows at the Delancey. From there, I got connected with Chris over social media and saw that this man was an absolute monster. Over the over the the period of time I've known him, he's got credits in Dreamville. Title Rap Radar, Title Car Test, Brooklyn Nets, HBO Atlantic, and he was a 2019 Doc NYC official selection. This man is a talented director, filmmaker, videographer. He worked on our um, promo video slash commercial for Stay Busy before we launched. And yeah, he's truly one of the most humble, hardworking and inspirational people that I've ever met that's younger than me. So I want to give much, much love to our guy, CO Visuals, Chris Omar. Yeah, Chris. Thank there you, Chris. It there it is. All right, let's jump into these slides. Let's slide. The best song wasn't the single, but you weren't either. Okay. Um, so as you all know, we like to play some deep cuts for y'all. Some of those un, uncut, unsung, unheard gems from, from albums that you might have heard. Um, so we're going to d- jump into our our guest's uh, deep cut first. Well, what song did you bring for us today, Miss Marie? Yes. So you guys, I brought you a young artist from the Bronx named Gabriella Coachella. Her song named Friendem. <laughs> um, the producer name is Yannique YMK. Dope, dope. Let's listen to it. Uh, 
come together, leave together. That's my bestie, LOL. I be sweating her. She hold me down in any weather. Go, go, bestie. Call her up on the weekend. I need to know what we doing. Step on the liquor sinking. And now we feeling unruly. Vibes it turn up. Energy it book. Boy at my shop. Give them medic and refill my cup. Big up my friends and This yo, yo, oh. <laughs> friend them. whoa, friend yeah, hey, okay, Guan, so we need a horn, ear, 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 ear. wow, Gabriella Coachella, wow, what, so tell us about her, tell us a little bit about her, how do you know her, so on and so forth, well, her, you know what's so crazy? Her manager came to me a couple of months ago, but not for her, for another artist, but mentioned her in the conversation. So, you know, we signed the contracts. We went, you know, we were going for, we was going to move forward with other artists and something happened. I don't know what happened. So they brought us Gabriola Coachella. They was like, you know what? We're pushing this young lady. You know, let's start with her. And um, I listened to her music and she had two, she had a song that I wanted drop for valentine's day which we did that was called fussing and fighting mm-hmm. and um we did a photo shoot for her drop that and then um and it just gave to know this young lady she has a great voice um she's a storyteller she writes her own music and um she can lay it down damn wow sheesh yeah we wow. love that well thank you for sharing and we're definitely going to be tuning into more of gabriella coachella's tunes uh nick what'd you bring for us today brother Oh, I have a really exciting one. I found this amazing artist. Shout out my boy Seven. Seven uh, out of Atlanta. He's a producer out of Atlanta. He also has a podcast, Channel 7 Podcast. Check it out. Seven sent me this link to this album. Uh, This album is... I forget what the name of that. What's the name of that album? Anyways, this is Bosco's uh, song, Champagne, of her latest album. This is produced by Jordan Brooks and Lord Quest. She's giving me Ciara with a mix of Janet Jackson. Oh, okay. Yeah. I like that. And it, that's funny you say that. I would have never thought about that because, like, you know, it's, it's, it's like that groovy, funky bounce stuff that sounds good. It's like an electronic soulish kind of thing. But I love that. I love this I music. I love music. So I, I'm listening to it and I'm like, damn. And the producer did his thing, Seven. Shout out to Seven. No, no, no. Seven was the one who showed me this. So Seven, Seven was the oh, one who sent me. Well, but Jordan Brooks well, and Lord Quest. The project did a great job. Yeah, yeah. It's off the album. It's called "Someday This Will All Make Sense." It just came out. So 
um it was actually kind of cool because like i reposted on my story and she immediately like responded it's like yo like thank you blah 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 like, i I'm love like, active artists i was like okay Shout she's out to the active artist. yeah she owns her own label too i did a little more research on her she owns her own label and everything like that so she's a dope artist everyone go check out bosco b-o-s-c-o bosco she's super dope artist super. all right armand what you got this week i got the the little the princess out of jersey this is company by Naya Shea, produced by A Plux. I used to listen to. Mm-hmm. Giving me Vivian Green roller coaster mm. mixed with Mary J. Ooh. With a little bit of Kelly Pride. Ooh, wow, those are big right compliments there. there. Yeah. She's giving me the mix in a pot of the soulfulness and and the because yeah. these ladies when they used to sing about the greed days would go through with men. Yeah, ooh, you oh felt it. You God. felt it. Mm-hmm. You Especially. felt it. So, mm-hmm. This young lady, I'm feeling it in my soul. Yes. Yeah. 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 No, I, I definitely agree. That's that, that's what attracted me to her music. She's young. I think she's like 21, but there's so much richness in, in her vocals and so much emotion. The pain, it's, it. all, it's, it's all conveyed very well. It doesn't feel contrived. It doesn't feel like something she's putting out strictly to just appeal to people, you know? So, yeah, no, I, I really, really enjoy enjoy this record and, and the whole project. So I would definitely suggest checking out the entire EP uh, by her, Nea Shea. Um, and, of course, if you guys want to check out all these slides, the Slide Deck playlist is live everywhere for you on all platforms. Time to get into the board meeting. It's time for you all to get to know Marie. You guys ready for the board meeting? Let's do it. You already know. Hey. <laughs> all, all right. Let's do it. Um, so what interests me, uh, the first thing, like, you know, we, we all grow up and certain certain careers are very obvious to us. Doctor, lawyer, singer, athlete. Publicists weren't really a thing to me until I got more into the industry and understanding what they were. So what it, well, what was it that, that drove you to be interested in being a publicist and then ultimately pursue it? Um, so said with the rundown of what, what people what people were supposed to be, especially me coming from a Haitian household, household, it was kind of like I was had to be a nurse. Um, even on my college break, I had to go to school with my mother. Um, I got EKG phlebotomy um, degree and uh, um, CNA. But what happened to school closed down before I can even take my CNA test. So I would have been a nurse tech. But anyway, let's fast forward to that. So why I got into public relations, I used to be, I used to work in sales. I used to work in fashion sales. Oh, duh. Um, Yeah. I come from, um, well, let's say I used to, I used to sell for a crappy ass clothing line named Yarmin Style. Sorry, Yarmin Style, but it was crappy at the time. 
And um, I managed to get them into major department stores, um, major stores in the, um, the East Coast and the Mid-Atlantic. And me me um, going on the road with my boyfriend at the time that was in the clothing business, I didn't know the game. I wound up going into, I, I wound up coming to him on a trip because we had gotten to an argument and it forced me to go on a trip with him. So I guess on a trip, I became the salesperson. And I ain't no shit. But the people came into the room and I sold them. Uh, when I left and I came back, came back home, his boy said, we want her. Wow. Because every time they go on a road, they sell 5000 And I came back with 20000 in oh. two days. Oh, okay. Yeah. So after a while, um, I was on the road and then um, a position opened up at G-Unit. And I was like, hell yeah, I want to be with G-Unit. What you talking about? Thanks. <laughs> so <laughs> went on the interview. Uh, the, 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 um, the guy, Neil, at the time, he asked me, why should we hire you? Because I know everybody that you need to know. I know everybody I can sell to. I done sold all this ugly clothes of mine. What makes you think I can't sell this? X, Y, and Z. Got to the point. G-Unit hired me. So now I'm at G-Unit. I'm chilling. I'm kicking. I'm kicking with 50. I'm kicking with everybody. You're having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> you having a good old time. Because my office was here. 50 offices in the back. He had building everything. A gym and everything in his office. And I used to be the girl that he used to be like, how did you get your hair like that? Because I used to wear big ass afros. <laughs> and he's like, how do you, like, so after a while, um, G-Unit, you know, the clothing line kind of crashed in the U.S. It was still doing well international. And then I went to another clothing line that was owned by VP Records, which is like one of the biggest distribution companies for reggae artists. And um, I was working with them, got them in some great department stores. But after a while, I was like, we were, we were in, this, in the city, at an office in the city, and then we had to downgrade to the office in Queens. Now, mind you, I don't like to travel like that to Queens on a train. So we had to travel to Queens where... VP Records is in the basement. You don't know when it's sundown. You don't know when it's sunset. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So after a while, I started getting the presence of me. So I wanted to start my own thing. So my own thing was while I was still getting these accounts for them or whatever, every time, every chance I got, I, 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 you know, I created my own site, Marie Driven on the Scene. I can do anything, be at the hottest events and get to post it on my site. So I started to pick up traction with people where I'm everywhere. At, at, I'm dealing with a lot of reality TV stars. Um, that's when Bad Girls Club was very hot. And um, my and then one of the first clients I went after was um, DJ Magic from Hot 97. So, you know, I came after him. I even made a proposal. I didn't even know what I, what I was doing, but I created one. It looked good. And um, he would keep on turning me down. We He went to Florida, you know, Miami week, whatever you want to call it. I went to Florida to approach him again. Finally, he said, yeah, let's do it. Mm. So at that point, I did, I was doing PR and management. And, um, you know, my goal was to get him. He was a big girl, people, you know, with Mr. C and everybody. My goal was to get him on the station and to get him, you know, to get him as a mainstream uh, DJ that everybody was looking at. Um, as the time went by, I did. I got him on Good Name New York twice. Um, and I did the biggest... Um, Big dog pit bull party. Um, nobody on the pit bulls had done this. I did it for him. Had everybody come through. Papoos, Fred the Godson, everybody. And um, Mr. C came through. I didn't even think he was uncomfortable. He came through. And a couple of weeks, a couple of weeks later, he was officially a DJ on Hot 97. So that was like one of my biggest accomplishments to say, hey, I can do this. So, so, tell, yeah. so tell us a little bit more about like what you do in your role at, at Playbook. Um, what specifically that you do? So at Playbook, I am the managing, um, I'm the managing director. I am the, I, it's, it's two of us. Um, it's two of us that is, is, is Gene and Gene and me. And then you have Sarah, John, you know, a couple of other people, but my job is to make sure that the clients are getting booked, they're getting seen, um, and they're getting a proper media outlet that they need for their sales. So I, so my job is to make sure I put eyeballs on every client that we touch. So whether it's, television, digital, radio, that's my job. So that is my main job. So when people come to me, they're like, you know what? I, you know, I seen you do this for this person. Can you do it for me? Either it's a realistic thing that I can or I can't because I'm not lying to anybody. I don't have no time for that. Um, and I don't, and, and I had to learn that not all money is good money for me. Mm, that's deep. That's deep. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, I had to learn it. It's called coming with experience. You know, when you start, when you start a company, see, I'm, I've been an entrepreneur since 20, 2009. Mm -hmm. So it's been hard to build a brand, which I think God that I've been surviving. I have my own apartment. I pay my own rent, you know, being in this industry is not all the time your checks are on time because it's not like I'm corporate, yeah. you know? And it's like, I work wonders and I have to say, God work wonders for me. So it's a situation where, you know, being an entrepreneur is great. I, you know, it, it's, it's an awesome thing, but you know, sometimes it's like, damn, it could be stressful because sometimes you don't know where your check is coming from. Like right now we're going through a crisis, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people got laid off uh, in the in the in the digital department. You know, you talk about Billboard and Vibe, and they, you know, a lot of people got that laid off. And it's so crazy because right now everything is supposed to be digital because you can't go on a press run. The press run is digital. It's it's, it's IG Live. It's podcasts like your podcast. It's um you know write ups. Um, it's interviews over the phone. It's a mm -hmm. it's, it's a more challenging situation. So. What do you do now when everything is almost COVID-19, COVID-19, COVID-19? And your That's client right. is not as popular as French Montel that can get on the phone with Complex. Right, You right. get what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, so that's actually a really good transition. Um, we want to ask, you know, how how your work in particular with your artists has been affected by COVID and quarantine and things you guys might have had to do, which is like outside of your, your normal work or your normal agenda to keep things going for them. Listen, I've been a monster from the start, and I'm going to be a monster until I die. <laughs> I'm going to find a way to get my client into anything and everything that's going to make their world work. And that's yeah. why people come to me. So right now, um, I have, uh, you know, Spice from Love & Hip Hop. You know, she did Boss Up yesterday. I have Janaski that we got put on Love & Hip Hop, New York. We just did Hot 97, who's next yesterday. I have a, the Gabriola Coachella. Uh, she's been doing press. She's been in the Caribbean Times, the Caribbean Life, Toronto Caribbean News. My job is to build relationships for my clients to easily sell into the situation, you know, because you have to do your job just like they have to do their job. So my team, I have to say that I love, we're going to figure it out because we have to make sure our clients keep on going regardless because when this is over, I want to make sure that people know who they were while this was happening because the thing is, a lot of people's on pause. I can't be on pause. Right, right, right. Now, I want to go into what you said just right there about relationships. I think it, it, oftentimes in this industry, it's tough to, in this industry, it's tough to for people to try to build genuine relationships while still being aggressive and not trying to come across as like, you know, just building lasting relationships. No, I get so, it. So how do you approach, you know, building, you know, networking listen, as well as building natural relationships? Listen. One thing I can say is the sad thing about what we're discussing right now, a lot of people don't know how to build relationships. It's so sad because it, it comes off unauthentic. Um, with me, I generally love people. So we having this conversation right now. We just did this interview right now. I'm still going to keep in contact with you to make sure you're good and your family's good. I want to no. know if you got a cat, a dog, a sister, a brother, your mother's name, your grandfather's <laughs> name, grand-grandfather's name. And where you came from. That's my style. <laughs> I've been like that for years. It was yeah. instilled in me. I don't know how, but I have great... When I say I'm blessed, I have great relationships. Me and a senior um, booking agent from Fox 5, we get on the phone, we bugged out. We go to fucking Taco Tuesday together and key key. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> me and the anchor, you know, I bring her... She's doing, a, she's doing an interview for me. I make sure a chef is there bring her the best dishes so she can eat when she's done with her team. That's the girl I am. You see what I'm saying? It's instilled in me. It, it's, it's something that you have to understand. You have to understand people. You can't just call them for a favor. I don't do that. That's wrong. You call them to check on them too. You make sure they're good. So what about, um, 
real quick, sorry to cut you off. So what about like um, networking events? You know, if you go to these industry events, people are always trying to go and, you know, maybe you leave with one contact, maybe you leave with one phone number. What would you, What is your advice to someone who knows like an artist, for example, uh, independent artist who is trying to make things happen for themselves, but knows, you know, they're going out to events, they're going, they're outside doing things. What would you suggest mm-hmm. to them as a natural approach to start to try to build lasting relationships so far as like either finding representation or finding someone like you would see what you do okay. as a publicist? What would you be your suggestion? Well, any artist that's independent that doesn't have a team, you need to get one. Whether you have a manager, whether you get a publicist, whether you get an assistant, because sometimes you can't be the mouthpiece, but they can be the mouthpiece for you. So the thing is, when you go to an event, you know, there's a lot of cocktails involved and a lot of chips and dips and all that crap. <laughs> chips and dips, yeah. <laughs> so your thing is, when you are in those environments, you have to smooth without being direct. Because when you're smoothing and you have a, you have a, like a, a relatable conversation with somebody, then you are easier to get their information then. Hey, brother, give me a call. We can talk some stuff over, you know, and and it, that's how it has to be. You can't be direct. Oh, hey, I'm a hip hop artist, not a, because that's not what the event is for. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like some sometimes an event is just for you to chill and get a cocktail and get to know the person. You don't need to say what you do right away. Right, right, right. The so don't leave with business, like basically. Don't leave yeah, with business you, too early. Yeah, you can keep it business, but then you have to understand a lot of people when they are in these industry events, don't get it twisted. It's not all the time is a business affair, even if right. it's quote unquote a business affair. Let's be serious. Mm-hmm. And you can't hardly hear anybody in those events anyway. Let's, let's come on, I'm gonna keep it a hundred. Yeah, like I'm yeah. just keeping a hundred. So you get the information and you and you reapproach it. I have a perfect situation. I went to an event at Slate, 20 year anniversary of Slate, like about two months ago. And I had friends in there. You know, I have like friends that's in um production and they're hosting stuff like that. And they were introducing me to people. So what I did was they're like, hey, this is Marie. Hey girl, how you doing? We took each other's information down. We had a the conversation was in less than two minutes and we was just kicking and we was drinking but you better believe the next day I'm like hey girl how you doing I just want you to remember who I am and this is what I'm doing and then once the relationship starts to build it's easy it's like an easy thing it's like you know it's like it's a genuine thing you can't just force something with anybody because it's not going to work they're going to see you they're going to see right through you and you're going to lose preach there it is there it is. Um, okay, so well, one question I'm interested in, you as a publicist, myself as a journalist, um, even even though you and I haven't worked directly together uh, yet, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming that's something that we'll have to do. I know, we are, we're going to do that. <laughs> Looking forward <laughs> to it. But journalists and publicists, you know, we do cross paths very, very frequently. And I've come into contact with some publicists who have doubled as journalists before. And it's been an interesting thing to me because oh. I think that their oh. functions are, are so different. And in a way, you know, and, and so, okay, great. So this is something that I want to open up to you. I guess, you know, well, what are your thoughts on that? Do, do you see it as something that is like morally conflicting just because like publicists work directly for artists and then journalists end up writing about artists so it's kind of a way let to me like just, oh my leverage. god you don't even need to finish you don't even need to finish let me just give it to you right now listen it is a conflict of interest okay mm. i have listen and this is this is crazy because i have journalist friends that have outlets that i need and listen one thing you guys are going to learn about marie driven is i keep it a hundred percent real and that's why people come and they fuck with me a hundred percent i don't have no time Mm -hmm. to lie go behind the lines anything it is a conflict of interest i have friends that do it now i have friends that do it now and these are friends these are not like my associates these are Mm. friends and it's like it it irks me it irks me because it's like dude you're taking money from me Mm. it's just what it is you're taking money from me the same client that you could have had i probably could have had but the problem is they're probably charging them less than nothing. So they don't even know the real deal of what I can do or any other publicist can do because you're doing something that is not your job. As a journalist, we pitch you content and you're supposed to either take it or not. It is just what it is. Mm-hmm. But now I get it. You're a journalist 
and you're not working for a major public publication and they're not paying you, you're a freelancer or whatever. So you're doing it on your you're doing it because you need that extra income because you have to have that extra income. See, that's another part I understand. It irks me, but I get it. I can't I can't mm-hmm. not, not understand somebody's struggles because right. we get it. This world is so like tight with money right now and the things we're going to. So if you work for a publication not paying you the money you need to pay you, you better go get that money someplace else. And I'm down with you for that. But it is a conflict of interest because a journalist is supposed to get the content from a publicist, and that's mm-hmm. how we're supposed to work hand in hand. But yeah. I am the girl that, that will work directly with a journalist to get his artist stuff that he got, because apparently he's a publicist, on a mm-hmm. site that he needs because I need the site that he got. And now we working as exchange for exchange. Mm. Get it? Yeah. yeah. A lot of bartering, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of bartering these days. So that's the world mm. we're living in right now. It's called the bother game. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah, I've I've run into so many situations where I've been like offered a certain opportunity and I've gotten excited about it, but then it's like, oh, but can, can you do this first? And it's like, oh, okay, got it. And you know, on, on the one hand, like I agree, like you know, if if you're offering value, then in an ideal world, you receive that value back. But but there's also kind of rules and and a structure that it has to that it has to live within. So that's that 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 whole publicist journalist thing was always a, a dynamic I was being yeah, very interested in. There's yeah, there's rules to it, but I but I can't knock the hustle because I know times are hard. Like mm-hmm. I really can't knock the hustle, but it's confusing to the person that ha- all right. It's confusing to people that comes to me and asks me, "What does a publicist do?" Mm-hmm. Because they get confused because they homeboy, they homeboy, or they homeboy's a public a, a journalist, and they giving them this amount of money to do. It gets confusing in a game. Like like a whole circle. But at the end of the day, like I said, I can't knock your hustle because if you got to make money, you got to make money. You got to do it the way you do it because when you get evicted or your cell phone is off, who's going to help you then? Mm, them real relationships. Nah, I feel, that's crazy. So, so really quick. Really, right, so uh, last question, or one of the few last few questions that we have here um, is we want to ask, you know, one, what do you think are some of the biggest misconceptions of being a publicist? And then two, as a last kind of ending question for artists uh, marketing themselves, what do you think are some of the biggest mistakes that artists are making in marketing themselves now? Okay. Mm-mm. Your first question, a misconception. Um, I feel like sometimes a publicist is not well polished. So they'll sell you on a dream that's unrealistic. So the unrealistic thing about that is you are not supposed to promise an artist something. You're not supposed to promise because you don't even know. Like, we always say it in the, in, the, in the PR industry, you never promise what you can't really get them because you don't know. So a lot of publicists come out here now, especially the young ones, well, we call them the PRs because that's what they're telling themselves as, which is unrealistic because you're not a PR, you're a publicist. But you start promising people things you can do and you really can't do it. And you put other people that's been in the game in a bad situation. I've been I've been in meetings where artists come to me, yeah, you know, I don't know about PRs because I had this person and my project wasn't good. The minute they say that, I don't even want to hear you no more. Because <laughs> that has your their last project has nothing to do with what you coming in here at Playbook's house. Has nothing to do with us. I don't even care about your last project. Like it doesn't because everybody works differently. And everybody got to understand that everybody works differently. Did your last PR give you a plan? Did it give you a rollout? Did it even give you a proposal? No. Oh, okay. That was your friend's homegirl, homegirl from the club. So <laughs> it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. And as for artists coming up, what artists need to do in this, in this game right now, everything is digital. You have to stay active. I, even if you're a homebody, you don't like to do that, you got to do it now. This is the time you show off. You show up and you show out. You present. Whether you got one person looking at you in your life, three people looking at you in your life, ten people looking, you show in and you show out until you have million people looking at you in your life. You get on TikTok, Thriller, Snapchat, anything that's digital, you get on that shit. And that's what you need to do. You can't be picky right now because nobody could be picky. 
Wow. That, and that's what artists need to do at this moment. Artists, if y'all listening, you're not fired up by Marie. I li- this is not for you, sir. If you listen, if you listening to Marie and you're not fired up and excited about what you need to do, this is not the career path for you. Marie, thank you so, so much. We yes. really appreciate your time today. This uh, We had a good thank time. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate you guys. Yes, yes. So, Armand, you're going to jump into the quick yeah. Bird, sir. Hey, y'all. Uh, I mean, we say it every week, but, you know, we're just going to let you know you should just simply... Wash your hands, sanitize, moisturize, because there ain't no house events outside. So stay inside and tune into somebody's IG live. Very simple. Man, we had a great time with Marie Driven learning about publicists and how publicists operate within artists. Um, independent artists, I, I would suggest to you, if, if you, if you don't know about uh, connecting with journalists, if you don't know about attending events and just you know presenting yourself in the best way, reach out to one of these PR agencies uh, reach out to, to Playbook, reach out to whomever, inquire about their rates, make sure you're approaching it the right way. These people can really help you take your career to the next level. Um, so again, Marie, thank you so much for your time. Marie Driven. Yes, and also I wanted to leave off and say, listen, if you go on my um, Instagram, mm-hmm. I'm, I last week I started A&R Wednesdays where I have a real A&R from a record label and we listen and we keep it to any music that's coming to my email if you're an artist and you're sending music to my email and you're on my live we'll play your music so we're doing it on thursday this week it's called anr thursdays with marie driven and whatever anr did i get to come in so just keep that in mind Dope. that's that, that's a lob right there that's fire if, if y'all don't tap in, you're doing yourselves a disservice. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this, this is the Busy Boys, Armand Sadler, Head Honcho, my EP, Nick Early, bringing yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the loveliness again on this Monday morning. So what you need to do is simple. Stay safe, stay humble, stay busy. Thank you. We got the best podcast in the city, y'all mind Nick Gurley with the flex, stay busy. Topic after topic, conversation, stay litty, keep it witty, no witty, stay out jiggy, get gritty, stay with Six lines, busy, get involved. All you little other podcasters getting crossed, get lost, like trying to guard crawl, fur, or trying to run a cover like moss, burn. Stay busy, nigga, arm dedicated, Cornell grass, so you know they educated. Killing every episode, I know the haters hate it, but they love it on the low, with confused admiration. We live right now, Ray J on the line with it. This podcast straight up, Trevor Scotland. The shorty send the episode, I might hit, but I left the arm red once I watched it. You know the boy clean, I ain't washed up. Levels crew with me, get involved, mo. My guys know the music, they are not slow. So get situated with this hot show. You know we stay busy. 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 You know we stay busy.